in this world, there is a desperate need for some light. And now I'm not talking about a flashlight, but the kind of light that casts out the darkness and brings about a transformation. And on today's episode, we'll be going over a character that wanted to bring the world closer to a spirituality, but he almost plunged it into a thousand years of darkness instead. And I'm talking about the dark avatar, Unalak. Hey, what's going on, guys? My name is Nate, and you're listening to The Otaku Liberation, a show where we help you break free from the chains that are holding you back in your life by connecting biblical principles with themes from your favorite anime. And in this episode, I'll be going over the motive, methods, and the end result of Unalak's ambition. And, and for those of you new joining this, uh, joining in on this episode, the theme for this season in The Legend of Korra is our ambitions and how we can have the right intentions for them, but sometimes are the way we go about it might not be the best way and just seeing how easily we can be led astray by our own good ambitions and so now in, in order to understand Unlock's ambition we gotta look at his motive and his motive was the idea of humans and spirits living together and to better understand this idea let's take a look at who Unlock is so Unalak was the chief of the Northern Water Tribe, because as you know, in the world of Avatar, the North and South Poles have, you know, where the Water Tribe people are, right? And Unalak was the chief of the North, of the North part. And he was, he's Korra's uncle, you know, the Avatar is his uncle. And I know he's talking about, you know, family issues, right? I know we all have our own type of family drama, but how often can you say that an uncle tried to kill you for spiritual power, right? Um, but but yeah, but anyway, so Unlock again, chief of the Northern Water Tribe and Korra's uncle. And during his youth, Unlock actually dedicated much of his life to studying the spirits and understanding their ways. He was very spiritually enlightened, and he was always looking on how he can prove his own connection with the spirits and just to better understand them, right? And he eventually came to the conclusion that humans and spirits needed to live together, not separately. So to kind of give a little more context about what that means. So in, in the world, in the world of Avatar, the very first Avatar, Avatar 1, um, after he essentially became the Avatar, right, he decided to, cl- to close off the spirit portals which were in the north and southern uh, poles, and and force spirits to go back to their world, and humans have their own. And the reason why he did this is because of the uh, evil spirit of Batu and and the light spirit Rava. So every thousand years or so, those two spirits battle, and whoever wins is was more or less the ruler over the the world for like a thousand years or something like that. And until the other one comes back, because they always come back, because life, I mean, light can't, can't exist without darkness and vice versa. I mean, it's, it's because of that, that very battle and to prevent humans from tampering with that, that Juan decided to close the spirit portals because he bonded with the light spirit Rava. And, and that's essentially what birthed the Avatar spirit, Rava combining with the human. And that's the reason why the reincarnation cycles and all that stuff happens. 
and he imprisoned Vatu in the spirit world, and so he closed the spirit portal so no humans could come in and, and free him. Um, long history lesson, but that's the reason why humans and spirits are living separately. And Unalak doesn't think that's right. He thinks that the humans and spirits should be living together so they can learn from each other and basically put the world back to the way it was before. And he just really felt like the world needed to connect, be better connected with the spiritual side of things. Now, as Christians, I'm sure we can all agree that the world connecting back to the Lord and spirituality is a good thing. But as with the rest of these characters in this season, Unalak's admirable goal is led astray by bad decisions, <laughs> very bad decisions, which in his case is his lust for power, right? This reason, everything, as we as we see further on into this episode, the reason behind Unalak's motives, the reason why he's doing all this thing isn't so much for the betterment of the world, as he says, but it's for his own, again, lust for power. And it's, it's, uh, it's something. So, anyways, that's Unlock's motive. Now, the main method that Unlock uses to achieve his goals is through manipulation. For starters, the reason why he's even the chief of the Northern Water tribe is because his older brother, Conrock, Cora's father, uh, was banished from the tribe by attacking some bandits on a, uh, like the sacred spiritual ground. Uh, which was near nearby the water tribe. And since Tonrock attacked the bandits there, the spirits got mad and attacked Northern, uh, attacked Northern Water Tribe in retaliation. And because of this, the Tonrock and Unalak's father banished Tonrock because, again, he just endangered everybody there. And come to find out many, many years later, the reason this is a thing, the reason why this happened is because Unalak incited the bandits to attack and decided them to go to the spiritual grounds because he knew about the ramifications. He knew what was going to happen. And he did all of that just to remove his brother from the position to to become the next chief. And I'm just, you know, just reading, well, reading, watching that and, you know, getting, getting prepared for this episode. It was just like, man, how, like, such a snake, right? You... You basically did everything but kill your own brother to essentially take his birthright because you feel like you deserved it more than he did. And again, again, that's a that's a dangerous ambition, right? Well, a lot of times in in life, you know, I'm guilty of it, and, and thank, thankfully the Lord's helped me with it as I've grown, uh, as I've gotten older. But coveting other people's, you know, gifts, right? The, the rights, their you know, they're, I don't want to say privileges, but, you know, the things that they have been blessed with and not realizing your own blessings, right? It can cause you to become all twisted up inside and not really be appreciative of what you have, but also not really, um, not really see things clearly. In the case of Unalak, right? He was like, I'm going to be the chief no matter what. And rarely in these cases does it ever stop there. And we're going to see that with Unalak. It, it doesn't. And yeah, this was just the beginning. So in order to make his dream a complete reality, Unalak needed the help from the Avatar. So again, his dream is to connect the, the physical world with the spiritual world, right? In order to do that, he needs the Avatar because the Avatar is the one who separated, separated the worlds in the first place. 
And it just so happens that it's his niece, so everything is just lining up the way he needs it to, right? And but the first, in order for him to achieve that, he needed Cora on his side. And it's not to say they were uh, antagonistic towards each other at the beginning. It was just like, hey, they, she barely ever saw him, right? So he, in order to build that rapport with her, he needed to take some extreme actions. And he did this by releasing an evil spirit to attack her and her friends while they were in the in the Southern Water Tribe for a, for a festival. And while the spirit was attacking them, he was just lying in the cut, just waiting for his opportunity to show Cora his ability to be her spiritual advisor. Because at, the, at this point in time, Cora was still struggling with the spiritual side of being the avatar. Because we all know Cora was a natural at the physical side of it. That's why she got earth, fire, and water bending down pat. Uh, but airbending was more spiritual in nature. So that's why she couldn't even do it until Amon took away her other bending. Uh, but now that she can airbend, the next step is understanding the spiritual reality of it, you know, going to the spirit world, to communicating with spirits and things like that. The, the true job of the avatar. But she was she had a block going on that she couldn't really rectify under Tenzin's um, tutelage. So she was really, she was just jumped at the opportunity for Onalot to teach her. And that's, again, right right where he wants her. And it, it worked like a charm. And looking back, it's like, mm. again, looking back, you can say he did help her in the long run. But it's still, again, still kind of weird, right? And, and so anyway, now that the Avatar was on his side, Unalak was able to move forward with the next phase of his plan, which was unifying the water tribes and by that you know he basically means taking them over right taking over the southern tribe because again he's the chief of the northern tribe and the southern tribe even though they are both water tribes they're independent of each other and remember Unalak was hungry for power and saw himself as the only one the only one suited to lead the water tribes into this new world and Honestly, this sounds awfully similar to another villain in of Korra's that had a very similar goal and a very similar mindset, but we'll talk about them in a future episode. So come back. <laughs> now, let's stop for a minute. It is true that Unalaki is amassing power for himself, but he's also bringing about a positive change for the world. So... Is he really wrong here? I don't know. I'm, I'm asking. Like, is he is 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 a weird kind of conundrum because he's the things he's doing don't necessarily agree with, but the results speak for themselves, right? But let's let's uh, let's look at what the Bible says about it in Proverbs chapter fourteen, verse twelve. It says, there is a way that seems right to a person, but its end is the way. To death. Now, what does that mean? <laughs> this verse highlights essentially the danger of following paths that may seem right to us, but can also lead to terrible consequences. And anybody who's, who's been in faith long enough can, can attest to this that, hey, when we're doing our own thing, we're like, yeah, this seems right. 
I'm going with my gut. How many times have you heard that? And you're going with your gut, gut feeling, right? Uh, your heart's in the right place, all these different things, all these different sayings. But a lot of people, like, again, a lot of, ask any, ask any believer who's been in pay long enough to say, hey, I'm with my own way. And it just blew up in my face, right? It started, it, it may, it might've been going good for a good little while, but then eventually it just all came crashing down. And yeah, I guess <laughs> there's no other way to put it. Like it's, it's, everything just blows up and you're back to square one or worse, right? You're further behind than you were before. And that's, you know, that's basically God's way of saying, hey, that's not what I have for you. It's not the way you're supposed to do it. And that's not to say that God is stopping you from progressing. It's just that he's not he's not going to keep away the things that he would have if you phone the way he has for you. Right. And for those who, who aren't believers or who don't fully understand that, you know, again, again, hey, put it in the, put it in the comments below. Review, ask, ask questions because I'm and I'm doing all this to help all of us. And for those who don't understand the gospel and understand what it means to, to to trust God and things like that, I'm more than willing to to be able to help. Right. I'm not an expert. Yeah, I'm human just like you. Right. I'm, I'm only 26 so <laughs> at the time of me doing this. But, hey, I'm just here to help. Right. And so, yeah, there's a basis. Basically, all, all it is. If we go our own way, there were more or less doomed to fail, but if we do it the way God has for us, it's going to be better than what we could ever have imagined. All right, there you go. Episode's over. See you guys next week. <laughs> no, seriously. Um, but I believe this verse basically sums it up perfectly. Now, I'm a firm believer in that the reason we do anything is because we get some kind of benefit out of it, no matter how small. Um, I mean, I mean, if let's be completely honest, you know, how many of us do think, even if they're nice and gesture, even if we truly are doing this because for, uh, you know, the betterment of somebody or just just for completely selfless reasons, there's still that feeling of gratification that you get from doing it, right? I mean, it's not it's not bad, right? It's not even selfish. It's just how we feel. We we do things that make us feel good, right? And, and so it's, it's a very fine line that we have to navigate on the reason why we do things and, you know, how intensely we do it, all these different things, right? And honestly, the same happens to Unalak, despite gaining all the power he can ever wanted and becoming the Dark Avatar, right? I mean, he merged with the spirit of Vatu and became the Dark Avatar, someone who, in theory, should be able to rival the Avatar, right? Um, and he was still defeated and ultimately killed by his niece, by Cora. Cora, you know, put him in the coffin like he was done. And all that planning and manipulation and nothing to show for it. I mean, he did all of that, gained all that power, did all these different things just to have it all taken away from him and have nothing, nothing to show for it. Or did he? See, Again, I'm sure those of you who've heard the, the previous episodes already, already know how the how this season goes. But for those of you who are who are new, Unlong's ambition was was righteous. Like it was it was good. He wanted to get the world to connect back to his spirituality, 
Now, the way he did it was completely wrong and ultimately got him killed. But through, despite that, despite him doing his own thing, despite him going about his own way, it still all came back full circle. And so now we get to see the result of Unlock's ambition, and that is a transformed world. And so, like, what do you mean by that? So, listen, thanks to his manipulation of Korra and to opening the spirit portals during um, Harmonic Convergence, which is basically how I said earlier when Rava and Batu would fight each other, it was during Harmonic Convergence was basically just, you know, like a spiritual bomb of energy just goes off and all the spirits are super strong. Um, Unalak was partially responsible for the shift in the world's energy. So again, since the spirit, the spirit portals were open during harmonic convergence, all the spiritual energies came bursting into the physical world. And because of that, it caused transformation for some non-benders to become airbenders. I mean, up until this point, the only airbenders were Tenzin and his kids. So there was like, what, five of them? <laughs> like there's five airbenders in the entire world. And because of Unalak's actions, because of his twisted desires, now an entire nation, which was on the brink of extinction, has been brought back. Now, does that justify all the things that he's done to get there? Absolutely not. But it kind of shows, and it kind of it does show, it shows just the way how God, you know, whether you're Christian or not, I'm sure you've heard the saying, you know, God's going to work out all good things, right? <laughs> all things are good for his people, those who believe in him, right? So all of our bad decisions, all of our dumb decisions, all of our you know, disobeying, all the different things that will destroy us, ruin us, God can still take those things and work them all back for, for good. And it's, it's this very case here, you know, it, again, Unalak wanted to open up the spirit, uh, spirit portals, connect the world back, really, just so he could rule it as a dark avatar. But it still brought back an entire culture, an entire culture of people, because in, in Aang's time, it was just him. He was the last airbender, <laughs> hence the name of the show, right? And again, in, in the future, his son and his grandchildren are the only airbenders left. But now... You've got an entire world, well, entire culture coming back because of one because of one man's manipulative <laughs> dark desires, and not only that. Now with the spirit portals open and spirits are interacting with humans again, Korra decided that Onalak was right, and that Avatar One was wrong for closing the spirit portals because. The spirits needed the humans as well uh, as much as the humans needed the spirits. And Corey went so far as to say that the avatar was no longer needed as being the bridge between the two worlds. But now she's more like a, I don't know, the counselor, I guess. Like uh, she's she, she's working between the relation between the two in a different light. And it's, it's something that's never been seen since since Juan. I'm saying all of this to say and just to put the whole thing into perspective is that despite Unalak's twisted methods, his you know, desires to be the, the dark avatar, the chief of all the water tribe, all these evil things, his dream of a world where humans and spirits, where they can coexist, became a reality. And then that became a betterment for the entire world, regardless of how it got there, right? So it's 
really makes me just makes me think, and I want you guys to think about it too. You know, what are some mistakes? What are some, you know, bad decisions you've made? What are some regrets that you have, right? What are some things, those moments in time, moments in your history that you can look back on? And one, thank God for getting you through them, right? (laughs) I pray that we are all in a better place than we were before. But also, how can, or how has God used that to, carry you on and propel you into this day, the next season, you know, how can, how has he used your pain and your struggles, your troubles and turn into your testimony? You know, I'm, I'm interested. I'm interested to know. I mean, I, I know, uh, I know for me for a long time, it was the, the notion of trying to be perfect and just always, uh, always in my head, always, scrapping different things because if I if I wasn't perfect, I feel like I couldn't be good enough. And the Lord's working, He's worked me through that. I still have tendencies that rear their head again, but I'm nowhere near how I used to be. And I thank God for that. Um, but now I can I mean, use that to relate to other people who feel the same, who feel like they need to be perfect and don't know why they feel like that now or how to deal with it. So now I can help them. And it just all comes back full circle. So what are some of the things that you that you feel like in your life that you can use to help somebody else and make the world a little bit better? So, yes, right. Gave you guys some homework. Too bad. <laughs> so tell me, did you like this episode? And if you did or if you didn't, please just let me know. Leave a comment or a review or anything and share it with somebody who you think needs to hear this message. Um, because I truly believe that it can help somebody someday. And don't forget to join me next week as I talk about someone who, honestly, is probably my favorite villain from The Legend of Korra. I mean, he's someone who strives to bring chaos to the world because he believes that is true freedom. I know, crazy. (laughs) And I'm sure you know exactly who it is. But if you don't, or if you do, doesn't matter. Just always remember, you are the main character of your story, and that story doesn't end until he says so. All right. Be blessed.